Welcome to the Little Miss Course Creator Podcast. I am your host, April Bradford. There is a big problem with the course creation world. Course creators build a course, put it out there, and either it doesn't sell or they're waiting between launches wondering where the money is going to come from. Well, if you are ready to turn from a course creator to a course boss, we are going to flip that model on its head. In this podcast, you are going to learn how to build a course business based on strategy, from solo episodes with me, where I will teach you everything I know about course creation and digital marketing, to fix your funnel episodes, where you'll learn how to optimize your selling. This podcast will teach you the strategies to do that. Becoming a course boss isn't always easy, and it isn't always pretty, but I promise you, it is worth it. So dive in and start implementing the strategies that you hear today and start building the life that you dream of the business that you love, and get those things on your vision board checked off your list. Hey there, Course Creator. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome, friend. I'm so happy that you're here. Okay, this week we are diving into a question that I get asked a lot and a roadblock. This this question is actually a roadblock that stops a lot of people and gets it so they don't get started. So let's dive into that. But before we do, have you grabbed your course creation playbook yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? This is your step-by-step guide that will walk you through literally step-by-step to getting your course created with links to podcast episodes and videos to help you get launched. You can grab that at littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash playbook, and it is free. All right, let's dive in to that question that I get. What we're talking about today is how to choose an irresistible course topic. How do you choose what to create your course on? Now, if you're here listening to this podcast, I know that you have an idea for your course and you're like, oh, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? How do I know what to choose? Or I have a few ideas and I'm not sure which one to choose. How how do I figure this out? That's what we're going to dive into to today. And I have six six things to do to choose your course topic, your irresistible course topic, one that your audience cannot wait to get their hands on. So let's dive in to number one. Number one thing I want you to do is start with a problem. So here's one of the biggest mistakes that I see is people have an idea of the course they want to create because they think that it's going to be fun or it's something that they're super interested in. But when you start with this, if when you start this way, the problem is, is people may not be as interested in your topic as you are. So you've got to make sure that you start with a problem because people buy things, they're willing to spend money on things that solve a problem. Now you might be thinking, well, I teach people how to knit or I teach people how to sew or something like that. You're like, it's not solving a problem, but it may not be like how to save a thousand dollars this month or, you know, like that kind of tangible problem that we think of when we think of problems, we think of, you know, finances or health or things like that. But if you are in that, I want to say more of the hobby industry, you are still solving someone's problem. When I, so I actually used to crochet. Um, I mean, 
I still could. I just don't have time right now. But I used to crochet and I bought, I think it was on Etsy, I bought this guide on how to do different sorts of um, like chain links and different crochet patterns and, you know, all of those types of things because there were these cute things, you know, like that I wanted to create, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do what the pattern was saying to do. I didn't know what those things meant. And so I bought something to solve that problem for me. So start with that problem. Even if you're in the hobby type industry, there is a problem that people are trying to solve. So what is that problem? When you start with a problem, that is so, so, so much more irresistible than just, hey, I love this idea. I want to try this. You know, I want to do this. I want to teach this because I think it's interesting. People pay for things to solve their problems. And if you are not sure what their problems are, so you have this topic idea or this category that you're thinking about creating a course in, but you're not sure what problem needs to be solved, go talk to people. Go talk to your audience. If you don't have an audience yet, go join groups, Facebook groups, where these people are hanging out. That you will hear them complaining, essentially, about problems that they have because they want feedback on how to get help with their problem. And that's one of the best places that you can hang out are Facebook groups to hear the conversation that's happening in your industry so that you can hone in on that problem. That's that's how I got started with my course is I was in a group of course creators and they were stuck. They were like, we still don't know how to write our course. And and then like I hear all these different things that are happening. Like the tech is, I'm stuck with the tech. How do I do the tech stuff? And these types of things. And then another one is like, I launched my course and it didn't sell or I launched my course and it was a failure. I say that with quotation marks. If you've listen to the podcast, you know that I don't believe in failure. It's learning, right? And you have to look at the data anyway. Soapbox there for a second. These things came out the more that I interacted with the people in my industry. If you don't know my story, I started out as a VA helping course creators, helping them with the tech, helping them get their platform set up. And then I was like, there's so much more that needs to be solved here. And this is how I figured it out was just being where they're at. So go hang out where your industry, where the people who would possibly, you know, want to take a course and what you're thinking about, where are they at and listen to their problems. Okay. That's number one. So start with a problem. Number two is how can you help with a problem? How can you help with this problem? Now you need to have had success or you're, you know, you have education, or you've helped other people with this, you need to have some sort of proven results that you've had, you've helped someone have before you teach a course. It's, you cannot teach something if you have not had success with it. So when I started building a course, 
I did not teach anything about sales funnels. I didn't teach anything about launching your course. None of that because I didn't know it. My background was teaching. I had a degree in digital media design as well with an emphasis in front end web development. So the tech was like teaching and tech, totally my thing. That's what I taught on in my course. I didn't teach anything about launching. I taught how to create a course with proven teaching strategies. And then I also taught on how to set your course up. So pretty much just getting it created and getting it ready to launch. But I didn't teach anything else because I didn't know it. And I didn't have results and I didn't have uh, clients or anything like that to have results. I couldn't have taught that. If I would have taught that, it would have been doing a disservice to my students because I didn't know it. I had no idea. So you have to have results in some way. You've had results. You've helped someone have results. Because if you haven't, being able to confidently talk about that, you can't. How can you confidently say you can do something when you have never done it, right? So that is why you need to make another reason why you need to make sure that you've had results. Number three is choose your audience. Now, one thing that I people get really nervous when I'm like, oh, you should niche down. You should choose your audience. You you don't want this like broad, broad group, right? Because when you do this, it's really, really hard. Here's where it comes like to the actual course creation. It is really hard to create a course when you are creating a course for everyone. So if you're, if you're creating a course, let's say on, we'll just keep with crocheting, right? If you're creating a course for anyone who is interested in crocheting, you have beginners, you have people who have never done it and are interested in it. You have the intermediate and you have the advanced. So how in the world do you create a course for that group of people? It's not going to, it's your course is not going to speak to anyone. It's not going to be irresistible because they're going to be like, I already know this stuff, or that's way too advanced, or that is so much. And, and you can't teach, like you truly cannot teach that. That's like when I was a teacher, just being like, I teach elementary education and I, and trying to teach all the grade levels that would be so ineffective and so hard that I couldn't do it. The, the first graders would be bored to death when I was teaching the sixth graders and vice versa, and everyone would be frustrated. It would just be a nightmare. So you need to make sure that you're niching down. You're really honing in on your audience. And so I teach in any of my courses. If you take any of my courses, I always teach to hone in on your star student, who is your star student. And one of those things is paying attention to what level they are at. So part of niching down could just be, you know what, I'm going to help this audience. Like for me, I help beginning course creators. I help you build and launch your first course and help you get your first sale. That is my goal. That's who I help. I'm not... I'm not serving the people looking to make a million dollars. I am at the beginning, helping you at the beginning. I help beginners. So I teach it in a different way than if I were to teach people who have already created a course, but now they're trying to make a million dollars with their course. That is a different audience that I don't serve. And that's okay because that I have not made a million dollars in my business with courses. 
I have not done that yet. And so I'm not going to teach that. But have I launched many courses? Have I helped clients launch launch courses? Have I helped people get started, actually start from zero to launching to making sales? Yes. So can I teach that? You bet I can because I have a proven pathway that works. So you need to choose that audience that you can help. And also niching down is looking at maybe if you have a very broad um, topic, so say like the health and wellness topic, that is huge. If you just say, I have a course on health and wellness and I help beginners. Well, what does that even mean? Like, okay, I'm going to help beginner weightlifters learn to lift their first 50 pounds. I don't know. I'm just totally making this up. But like, see how that niches it down and it really helps. Like, first of all, you know exactly what you're going to teach in your course when you niche it down like that. Second of all, you're going to attract the people who are at that level. And that's the problem they're looking to solve, right? Um, Like there is a running coach that I follow called None to Run. It's I, I used to run and then I quit running and then I started like with some of those 5k couch to 5k's, but they still weren't my favorite because it was like, you were supposed to be running so much, but this is literally from none to run. That's different than a couch to 5k couch to 5k. They're expecting you to have some sort of running behind you. Like, but none to run starts you from zero. So it's a different audience. Can you see how that helps hone everything in? And believe me when I say that when you start to write your course, it's going to make things so much easier. And again, it makes it irresistible to those ideal star students. All right. So choose your audience and don't be afraid to niche down. All right, number four is market research. Is there evidence that people are looking for this type of solution? Are people searching this? Are people, are there other uh, like blog posts or podcasts or YouTube videos, articles, Reddit forums? Are there other things out there showing that people are interested in this? Are people Googling this? Okay. There, if there is evidence out there, then it's a good bet that your topic is going to be irresistible. Okay. So look out, look on Amazon, look on Google, look in Pinterest, look around and do some research to see if there's people already out there creating things on your topic. If so, you're good to go. Number five. And again, this is what's going to make your course irresistible is what makes you unique? What makes you unique? So is there a certain framework that you teach? Is it who you serve that makes you unique? This is, you want to be something new to the market. And although it may not be completely new because you know what they say, there's no new new ideas, but how you're packaging it is different 
than what the other, the competition is. So for example, in my course, Construct Your Course, I teach people how to build and launch an online course, right? There's lots of people out there doing that. However, what makes mine different? There's a few things, but one of the main things is that I teach you to launch with what I call a learning launch. This launch, we look at not only not only do you launch it, right? But then we learn from it. We look at the data. We look at all the statistics so we know what was working, what wasn't working. Because like I said earlier in the beginning of this podcast, that one of the things that I learned when I was working with, you know, listening to my audience and problems coming up was that people kept thinking that they had failed and then they would quit. They had spent all this time on creating their course and then they quit because they had failed. They weren't making the thousands, the tens of thousands of dollars that they essentially were promised or they heard when they bought the course. And the truth was their course didn't fail. Their course did not fail. It was actually super successful if they would have looked at the data. And so I teach a learning launch. I teach you how to launch with a learning launch. And then this learning launch can help you tweak, make changes, launch again, scale, grow. And that's one thing that makes me different. I also break it up day by day. I give you daily actions to get your course created in small, simple pieces instead of big, overwhelming chunks. Because I know that it is overwhelming. That's another problem that course creators have. Is it super overwhelming because there's so many moving parts. So I break it up for you piece by piece so that that overwhelm is cured. That's how I'm different. So what is it that sets you apart from your competition? Do you have a framework? Do you have something that makes you stand out from the crowd or a different way to package it so that it feels new and fresh to the market? They haven't seen this way to approach it before. Let's take, for example, the diet industry, because they're always coming up with new, and I say that in quotation marks, new ways to get you to lose weight, right? And they package it in different ways. So for example, we heard for a long time there, the Atkins diet. The Atkins diet was like high protein, low carb, right? The Atkins diet came, the Atkins diet went. Then all of a sudden we have keto. Guess what keto is? High protein, low carb. It's just packaged a different way and given a different name. So you, if you can package it differently, if you can show it in a different way, if you can, you know, break it up or do something a little bit different, have a different framework, that is going to make it irresistible to your audience because it's something that they haven't tried before or haven't seen before. How many people are on keto diet who are on Atkins diet? Lots, right? Same thing with your course. How can you package it? 
market it in a way that is different from your audience. And number six, besides number one being the problem, number six is very important. All of them are very important, but these two, if you can begin with number one in mind and end with number six in mind and do everything in between, like you are going to have an irresistible course topic. Number six is transformation. What is the transformation that you can promise them if they go through your course and finish it? That is what they want to hear from you. They want to know that you understand their problem, you know what problem they're facing, and that you can get them the transformation that you want. When you think about the transformation, I want you to think about these things, okay? I would say the five senses, but taste and smell are, are a little different unless you're, you know, selling bath bombs or something awesome like that, because then they will smell different. But, um, or you're selling recipes, right? And then their, their life's going to taste better. But with that said, um, how will they feel? So like emotionally, how will they feel different? Is it going to take less stress off them? Are they going to feel fulfilled? Are they going to feel, what is it that they're going to feel? Okay, so how will they feel different emotionally? How will be they, how will they be different physically? And how will they be different spiritually? Those are the three things that I want you to think about. Emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So let's go with the hobby again, because I think that's one of the hardest ones that people are like, my topic doesn't make them money. My topic doesn't make them healthier, right? Those kind of things. But so if we're going with the crocheting example again, how will they feel emotionally? They feel that when you have some sort of hobby that you're doing, it's proven to help with stress, right? How does crocheting help with their stress, right? It can also help with people who emotionally eat at night or they have like a bad eating habit at night. They can sit and crochet at night instead of um, watching TV and eating, right? They can watch TV and crochet and have their hands busy, right? These are just things that I'm thinking off the top of my head. Physically, how will they be different? Well, now they have like these cute things that they can, you know, decorate their house with or... Um, I actually went to a baby shower and a girl made the cutest little things, uh, for the baby. They were so cute. Like you actually have a physical item that you can like be proud of and be like, look, I made this like the desk that I'm sitting at, I built. And like every single time I see it, I still, it's one of my favorite pieces of furniture I've ever built. So that like, that's emotionally and physically my home's prettier because I built a beautiful desk because I knew that I wanted, you know, this beautiful desk. And spiritually kind of goes along with emotional, right? But when we think of spiritually, I, I feel like um, when you think of personal growth and um, confidence, things like that, I feel like grow your spirit and helps you that way, which therefore, if you can, you know, grow your confidence, 
All of that kind of stuff helps with the emotional and the physical. So anytime that you accomplish something new, again, talking about the crocheting, when you accomplish that, you know, hard uh, chain stitch or whatever you crocheters, I apologize because I'm sure I'm hacking this horribly, but you get what I'm saying. When you accomplish something that you couldn't do before and you figure it out and do it, like it makes you feel so good, right? It gives you like this boost and it gives you that boost to your spirit and it builds that confidence. And so you just have that inside of you. So think about that when you're thinking about the transformation. I want you to seriously write down, you know, those three categories on a piece of paper, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual. How is this going to help in those transform transformative areas? And if you can um, talk about that and get that out to your audience and really have them be able to visualize that transformation, your course is going to be irresistible to them. So let's go over the six things again. Number one, start with a problem. Don't start with just an idea that you think would be fun. Start with a problem. Please, please listen to me on this. Number two, how can you help with the problem? So do you have a system? Do you have, have you had results? Have you helped other people get results? Number three, choose your audience. Don't be afraid to niche down. Choose your audience because like I said, it's only going to help you when it comes to writing your course. It's going to make everything so much easier. Believe me on this. Number four, market research. Look, look around and see, is there, is there people out there talking about this? If so, you are golden. Number five, what makes you unique? What makes you stand out from the competition? And number six, what is the transformation that you can promise them from taking your course? Remember, think about emotional, physical, and spiritual. Okay, that's it. That's how you can choose an irresistible course topic. If you would like one-on-one support to get your course created and launched and make your first sale, I want to invite you to join the waitlist for the Elite Course Experience. Doors are not open yet, but they will be opening soon. And the doors will open first to the waitlist. This is going to be a very small group so that you can get that one-on-one support. You can get feedback. You can get the, your questions answered in a conversation, not just ask a question and then have it answered on a Facebook live. No, we'll have Zoom calls. You can get things answered. You can get help with the tech, all of those things. If that sounds good to you, go join the waitlist again. That's littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash elite. All right. I will see you here next week. We're going to be talking about a few mistakes that cost me thousands of dollars and I don't want you to make the same mistakes. So I'll see you here next week.